0: Hello Curiosity Seekers and Adventurous Thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's Chief Curiosity Seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's Chief Experience Producer and Favorite Sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, Curiosity. Each week, fun and formal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think.
1: Hearing about all of these kids launching their post-high school careers reminds me when I first felt like an adult. I graduated from Wash U. I packed up my Mercury Zephyr with everything I owned, my futon, my milk crates that operated as my chest of drawers for many years prior and many years after. Packed up every single thing I owned, got in my Mercury Zephyr and headed from St. Louis to Atlanta, Georgia to start my job in the Macy's Management Training Program. No one knew where I was. I could have stopped at any hotel, motel along the way. Holiday Inn! If your girl keeps acting up, then Then you you take take her friend. friend! I had complete independence and freedom and... I remember feeling for the first time what it felt like to be an adult. Now, I would question whether I would have felt that same way if I had a cell phone and someone could constantly check up on me. Where are you? Is there, Are you safe? Even, hey, where did you stop for the night? But I didn't. And so... No one knew where I was. And I remember specifically driving. I was in some big city. I don't know if I had already was in Atlanta and there were two semis on either side and it was pouring rain and the windshield wipers were splashed, you know, splash, 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 splash. I could not see in front of me. And I thought to myself. I don't know where I'm going. Obviously, there was no GPS. I had a map, but I couldn't look at the map. If I was to die right now, no one would know. But I need to find my way to wherever I was going in Atlanta. But back then, we used to pull off to gas stations. Oh, stop at a gas station and ask for directions. That was kind of our GPS at the time. And that was the moment that I felt the most like an adult. It was a sense of freedom mixed with a sense of danger, mixed with a sense of uncertainty, mixed with a sense of excitement. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to the curiosity bite. Ready? Lead on. How can you tell when you've become an adult?
0: My experience was sort of similar to yours when I was performing in Eugene at the Holt Center, and it was my first real performance professional gig and I was in Eugene. No one knew where I was, what I was doing. I mean, they knew I was working in Eugene, Eugene, but at that time. And I remember I was walking to a coffee shop, which was not very popular yet.
1: I mean it's before Starbucks. Oh yeah.
0: And walking down the street feeling like the most free I have ever felt. I mean I had money in my pocket. I had a job, but no boyfriend My parents did not know or were responsible for me. I felt so free and I felt such, I felt like an adult. Like I could make any decision. I could go anywhere right now and no one would know and no one would care. And it felt great.
1: Think about that same scenario now. So imagine you were making that same amount of money. When I got to Atlanta, for example, and then I was in Macon, Georgia, I had to have money for my car to pay gas and insurance. I had to have money for my apartment. And I think maybe one of the utilities was included. So maybe I had to pay for electricity. Yeah. I think we had to pay for a phone, too. We had to pay for a phone. because Yeah, we had a your phone, line. Our yeah, line. Of course. And... I'm pretty sure that was it. There was no cable. There was no internet connection. There were no cell phone charges. There were no subscriptions. There was no an Amazon subscription or Apple I, or iTunes subscription or Apple this subscription or no nothing. Of, uh, nothing. 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 And the Spotify. <laughs>
0: not that, we listened to the radio
1: or we a cassette tape. And maybe you saved up money and you had a little spare change for buying a cassette and you put yeah, that in whatever. Right. But the other thing I don't recall, and this is a huge thing. As our kids are becoming adults, is health healthcare? Oh, I don't remember. I don't. Do even, you? No. Now I'm assuming that with Macy's going through the management training program, I had healthcare, but I do not recall that even being a consideration. And I think that I think that we are more chronically ill now. I really do. Yeah. Even though some people don't even have the luxury of worrying about healthcare, I think that that maybe it was because we were healthy. But I also think it just wasn't. It wasn't an
0: issue. It wasn't
1: an issue. It wasn't so expensive. It wasn't Mm -hmm. an issue. I mean,
0: we didn't have diabetes. We didn't have mental illness. So we were lucky.
1: Yeah, but I still think that it was less of a concern for most of our peers. What
0: about like feminine issues, OBGYN? I mean, I don't I just don't remember ever having health insurance until I got my big girl job, but I didn't really think about it. I don't know. I do now.
1: I mean, it's the number one thing I consider now.
0: Yeah, and me too. I didn't
1: consider it at all. Barkley right now, living in D.C., paying for his life, his apartment.
0: He's just about to turn 26, right? And
1: this is a big deal because most of the jobs that he has, well, he has two jobs now, but most of the jobs that he finds are jobs that used to be regular employee, employer jobs, and now they're, employer contractor jobs and so he is a contractor independent contractor so they
0: don't have to give him any benefits no
1: there's no benefits so he doesn't have health care so now he's going to have to find a job that has health care before
0: it might even be a job that he's not interested in solely because they're giving him health care
1: right like If he becomes a barista at Starbucks because they offer health care, that would be a really sad thing for not that there's anything wrong with baristas. But But that's that's not not his goal. That's not his goal. That's not his skill set. More importantly,
0: (laughs) that's true.
1: It's not you know, it's not his biggest contribution to society. But you would have to do that.
0: Moses feels that he has to go through college as quickly as possible because he needs to find a job before he turns 26 that has health insurance that is his biggest concern and he is 19 years old
1: yeah i don't know if that's the same as thinking of yourself as an adult like once you have a job with health care insurance but i don't want to get too far off no yeah the other time that i
0: felt like i was an adult was when i moved in with sunny and he had a house but in his house because you mentioned milk crates which totally brings i don't even think people have milk crates anymore but at the time his whole house was done up in milk crates. Milk crates for his chest of drawers, milk crates for his coffee table. Everything had milk crates. And I told him, now that we're adults, we have to find furniture and get rid of the milk crates.
1: (laughs) So the context is also determines when you feel like an adult, maybe when you're in some cultures where you might be living in tents or in huts when you have your own hut or yeah. you move into the hut of your your marital hut that's when you become an adult when you think about becoming an adult there's the biological and there's the social mm-hmm. but even the biological has changed so much because the fact that humans have are going through puberty at a much younger age than ever before and boys too boys too i know
0: i know girls are and I was told it was because there are so many hormones in the milk and stuff like that, that young girls are starting to have their periods at a younger age.
1: Research indicates that the American girls and boys are going through puberty earlier than ever. But the reasons are really unclear. Some believe in the widespread uh, exposure to synthetic chemicals. Others pinpoint general environmental stimuli that they can't determine. A lot Mm. of evidence points to obesity. Mm. American boys are reaching puberty six months to two years earlier than Just a few decades ago, but African-American boys are starting the earliest at around nine. I wonder why. Caucasian and Hispanic boys on average start at age 10. Start. Huh. At age 10. Most of the time, people think that it's women or young girls who right. are going through puberty. Some evidence suggests that hormone disrupting chemicals may trigger these changes prematurely. What is that? The BPA? It's a synthetic chemical that's in some plastic. Yeah. Remember our water bottles? Oh, yeah, all the water bottles. I know. Well, Dane was showing me that there is this whole movement. No, this whole movement, this whole cool, kitschy DIY long trend where people are making bongs out of plastic water bottles. And I said, oh. you the last thing you want to do is heat be, it up, heat it up <laughs> and it inhale in. those Oy. chemicals. That's oh my ap- God. Oh, I vey. Vey mirror. is mirror. And then there's the social ranges internationally from 15 to 21, with 18 being the most common. But mm. the age of adult that defines adulthood in Nigeria, Mali, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Cameroon, 15. And marriage of girls at an earlier age is very common. You want to know the age for sexual consent and the age to vote and the age of majority by country? Yes, of course I do. Japan, age for consent, and this depends on the prefecture, but as young as 13, age to vote is 18, and age of majority is 20. So it's interesting because Japan has one of the highest ages of majority after uh, the United States 21, but one of the lowest age for sexual consent. Interesting. Yeah. Vietnam is 16 age of consent. 18 age to vote and 16 age of majority age of consent for Germany is 14. And then, you know, the United States, I think the the age for sexual consent ranges by state from 16 to 18 age to vote is 18. I wonder
0: where it is where it's 16. Is it like I wonder if it's like a specific region?
1: Probably. Yeah. I would suggest that the most likely hint is that The name of the state begins with the word South.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would have guessed that, but I didn't want to make that assumption.
1: All right. What about your list?
0: It kind of goes along with what you were talking about. Looking around the world, there are so many different rites of passage from childhood to adulthood. And that whole coming of age ceremony. And there's so many all over the world. I know
1: the Bar and Bat Mitzvah. what the number one. But we all know that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Jewish coming of age is the Bar and Bat Mitzvah. And young Jewish boys and girls celebrate their Bar and Bat Mitzvah. Boys at 13. Bar Mitzvah. You're right. And girls at 12. Bat mitzvah. And that's where they have to show and demonstrate their commitment to their faith and recognize that they are now responsible Jewish people, part of the c- adult the Jewish community Jewish community, and that they are willing to follow Jewish law. There's a big religious ceremony and usually follows, A celebration of how much work and hard work they put into having this ceremony.
1: I think that the Barn Bat Mitzvah is something that is underrated by Jews who might not be affiliated, might not feel religious, and might think it's hypocritical to have a religious ceremony. But I do believe that there is something to having someone at the most vulnerable, most ugly, most self-conscious point in human development, pimples and scratchy voices <laughs> so true. and greasy. Learn, memorize, not just have it handed to them, but actually earn the right to stand up and show a community who celebrates them to be part of adulthood and they get their tallest and they have to stand up in front of everybody. (laughs) And it's different than confirmation where you just have to reach a certain age and it happens. I mean, technically, you are bar mitzvah when you turn 13, but no one really sees it as such. Technically, we did not have a bat mitzvah. Right. But for women, we have a rite of passage when we move from physical youth to adulthood, which is when we get our period. Right. Right. But I would argue that boys don't have that. And so cultures who no longer celebrate those kinds of things, you sometimes see rites of passage take on more disadvantageous behaviors like joining gangs or whatever. And I think that creating these rites of passage or celebrating kids as they go from point A to point B, and I would argue maybe even more for boys than for girls, Yeah, is an important thing.
0: Some of these examples are very common with, with boys becoming men. For instance, in the Brazilian Amazon, young boys, uh, a tribe, and I really can't say it, but here I go. Here <laughs> you go again. It. I love what you... You <laughs> <laughs> love making fun of me. Maui. I think is how you say it. And they, they have a coming of age tradition called the bullet ant initiation. And this is when elders go out and they find bullet ants in the jungle. They sedate them. What are bullet ants? I think they're like horribly stingy. I have to say I hate ants. Ants freak me out. I know
1: you you hate ants. I, I do. love ants.
0: They freak me out. They're so smart and wonderful, but I I I hate them. But these are even worse. These are ants with these horrible stingers and they hurt really badly. The leaders go out and they sedate these bullet ants. And they put them in gloves and they make their young boys at age
1: 13, which I don't know why it's always 13. Well, that's also the physiological age of transformation. Yeah. so So
0: they make them put on these gloves and the stingers are pointed inward into their hands and then wait. And when the ants wake up, they start stinging these boys and they have to keep wearing them over and over again, over the span of several months. And, and if they cry out, it demonstrates their weakness but if they have the stingers in their hands and they show manliness by not crying out then they are men of their Try. tribe
1: i would rather read my hof torah than get stung by a bunch of <laughs> a bullet a ants sister and i'm just looking this up as you said this oh yeah The bullet ants reach the highest levels and members of our 25 toughest animals list.
0: Really? Yes. The next one is one that I've heard of and seen on TV. It's the Amish coming of age. Have you heard of Rumspringer? No. It's a time when the youth of the Amish turn 16 and they are able to go out into the real world and experience unsupervised weekends away. And they are encouraged to enjoy whatever pleasures they like, whether it be modern clothing or alcohol. (gasps) Modern clothing? A lot of times they like to experience sex, all of the things that
1: they have. So is modern clothing characterized the same as sex?
0: That's a good question. Anything modern is seen as, I forget what they call it, when it's time to return. And I don't know how long they have, but I know that they have to do it before they turn 26. So they have all of that time to decide whether they want to remain Amish and come back to their community or be completely excommunicated and like give up their family and say goodbye to their community and be on their own. Hmm. There's oh, There's a show on TV called Escaping... The Amish and these kids went out. Most of them didn't come back. I think one did come back.
1: I could see how that would be offensive to Amish people, like escaping the Amish.
0: Yeah, that's thing. not a very nice term. Then they become baptized when they finally return. So you
1: don't know how old they are when they. Oh, you said sixteen. You have 10. twenty-six is when
0: they ha- they have to come back before they're 26. So they have
1: ten years to go I guess out so. there.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The next one is a fun one I've been to. I was so excited when I was finally invited to a Hispanic coming of age, the quinceañera.
1: I've been to one too.
0: I have wanted to be invited to a quinceañera for so long, and then I finally got invited, and it was awesome. It's when young girls, usually Central or South America, Descent celebrate when they turn 15. And it's usually begins with a Catholic mass where the girl renews her baptismal vows, solidifies her commitment to her family and her faith. And then they have this big fiesta where there's dancing and food. And the thing that I notice is these beautiful dresses, these women, these young women wear gorgeous. And when I was taking Ginger to get her prom dress last year, I went to a quinceañera store. Downstairs was like the can more the traditional prom dress kind of stuff, but if you went upstairs, they had these big, beautiful ball gowns, just extravagant gorgeous. Did she
1: choose a Quinceañera dress? <laughs> no, but
0: oh my god, I was in heaven looking at those dresses.
1: The one Quinceañera that I went to was for a girl for whom wearing a dress was torture. Oh, no. I would suggest that it was one notch below putting your hands in a bullet ant glove. (laughs) I had never seen this girl, most friend of mine, in a dress ever. And the dress she wore was gunny sack. So that should tell you that it was not (laughs) when it was, (laughs) but it was definitely not one of those really extravagant consignor. And she walked into the ball with this look of, I imagine it would be very similar to the look of the boys putting their hands in those gloves. I mean, she (laughs) just looked tortured and she had to wear a dress the whole entire time. And according to her, that was the only time up to that point and after that, she ever wore a dress. Her having to do this quinceanera was, you could, she hated it. She, oh, the she,
0: w- oh my God. The one I went to, she had probably six costume changes. <laughs> many, many crowns, diamondy crowns. Three or four choreographed dance routines with boys like lifting and being a part. She was like the only girl and there was like a whole bunch of guys.
1: Esther would have dribbled a basketball and showed her moves, <laughs> you know. And then, no, oh God. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna guess that North Baffin Island is somewhere up north, where the Inuit community lives.
1: Yeah, Alaska or northern Canada. Yeah, or I mean, Baffin Island, probably northern Canada.
0: Okay. Well, the Inuin boy, Inuit boys, usually have to go out into the wilderness between the ages of. 11 and 12, to test their hunting skills and acclimatize to harsh Arctic weather as a part of their coming of age. A shaman then would be called to open the lines of communication between men and animals. And at this time, you should be able to be out in the wilderness speaking to these animals so that you can learn how to hunt, learn how to be out there and provide for the community. What is this called? It's just
1: called the coming of age. That one to me seems like the coolest one of all. Pretty cool.
0: I mean, learning and how- And now to... they're allowing young girls to do it too,
1: which At the is same nice. age? Yeah. Young girls as well. And once they do this, then it's assumed that they can contribute to the community in an adult way.
0: Right. In Malaysia, there's a thing called, <laughs> here I go, Katan- al-Quran.
1: You did well with that one. Thank you.
0: For 11-year-old girls. Girls,
1: not guys. Yeah.
0: They have to demonstrate their growing maturity at their local mosque. Girls spend years preparing for this day, reviewing the Quran so they can recite the final chapter in front of family and friends, and then they have a ceremony.
1: But this is just in just for girls. But no, but just in this community. Only in Malaysia. Yeah, this is something I haven't read about this in as a general Muslim. In are Muslim.
0: This is just for Malaysian girls.
1: In Tanzania
0: and Kenya, boys between the ages of ten and twenty come together to be initiated as the new warrior class of the tribe. Masai, Masai warrior. Yeah. And the night before the ceremonies, the boys sleep outside in the forest. And at dawn, they return for a day of singing and dancing. And they drink a mixture of alcohol, cow's blood, and milk while consuming large portions of meat. That's interesting. Between the ages of 10 That's and 20? That's a big gap. Wow. And then after these festivities, they are ready to be circumcised. And that is the official transformation into a man, a warrior, and a protector.
1: And the boys can't flinch. They can't flinch when they're circumcised? Mm -hmm. Because then it would discount their bravery. Oh, my God. So they are circumcised anywhere from the eight, I mean... 10 to 20. 10 to 20. The Maasai warrior, I have always been kind of fascinated with because it's a specific cast of of warrior, right? In order
0: to be in Kenya and Tanzania, in order to be Maasai warrior, yes.
1: And... There are over a million Maasai warriors. Their language is called Ma, and it's spoken That's so much easier than it's an oral some tradition. It's not written. And cows come before everything else. Mm-hmm. A good herd of cattle is a sign of wealth, in the same way expensive sports or sports car might be to us. And they're nomadic. They hunt lions. Going on a solo hunt for a male lion, because they don't hunt female lions, is seen as by the tribe as a true display of great courage and strength. When they finally get
0: circumcised, then they spend 10 years living in a warrior's camp. And that's when they start to learn how to hunt lions and do all of those things. After 10 years, then they are considered a warrior to a... Well, they're considered a senior warrior when they're allowed to marry. So they, after the whole entire ceremony of drinking the alcohol, cow's blood, and milk, and meat, and then being circumcised, all that stuff. It's another 10 years before they're even considered to be eligible for marriage. Okay. That's a pretty, I think that's a pretty cool
1: tradition. Some of these traditions are pretty cool. I'd like to pick and choose. You can't do that. (laughs) But the one that I'm not interested in is the, the, the gloved one. Yeah. In Ethiopia,
0: the coming of age tradition is called hammer cow jumping and some of the grooms have their own bachelor party and prior to being able to marry participants must successfully jump over a castrated male cow four
1: times while
0: <laughs> naked
1: <laughs> wait i love what? it i love it you love it cuz you'd love to see it you'd love to do it
0: <laughs> well no i'm not going to say what i was thinking <laughs>
1: oh my god how
0: they how high, so it would depend on how high some of the guys would have to jump over the Cow, if you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) I remember when I first heard the word adulting and that woman had written, I mean, I don't know, she looked like a girl. I think she was from Portland actually. And I went to her book launch. She wrote the book Adulting. And I had never really heard that. And now it's become like this thing where people, even 45 years old, I'm adulting today. I had to do this and had to do that. The first time it started appearing was on Twitter, in the early days of Twitter. Then it became popular in 2014 when Grammar Girl named it her word of the year. And now in 2019, almost 2020, if I never hear the word adulting again, it will be too soon.
0: <laughs> Agreed. It's kind of dorky, I have to admit. Do you want to hear my final one?
1: I do. Do you have a final, li- final ritual?
0: Yes, and it's the Apaches
1: oh. coming of age
0: tradition. It's called the Sunrise Ceremony and it reminds me of The Red Tent. Did you ever read The Red I Tent? Did. I love that book so much. But there is no room for shyness for the Apache girls. Traditionally, all girls were required to complete the Sunrise Ceremony, also known as Na'iiis. Nice. <laughs> Na'iiis. Nice. That's how you say it. Or <laughs> Much easier to say the puberty ceremony. During the summer following the girl's first menstruation, they have a four-day ceremony where the, where they have to abide by certain rules. They are not allowed to wash or touch themselves, their skin.
1: Wait, they can't wash for how long before their first menstruation?
0: After their first oh, menstruation. Oh, I was going say, how
1: would you know before? Okay, after, after. Yeah. Okay. The
0: summer following their first menstruation, there's a four-day ceremony that they are not allowed to wash or touch their skin. They are not allowed to drink from anything unless they use their special drinking tubes. And then they reenact an Apache origin myth so that they are feeling closer to their female participant of the first woman known as the white painted woman or the changing woman. That gives her her power and learns how to be a woman of the Apache community, being in touch with the white painted woman.
1: I wonder what the origin is of the white painted woman.
0: Well, and it's also called the changing woman. There's also a word that I can't say is what Try. they call. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I honestly, I don't even
1: think I can. Okay, here we go. S I would have thought that across all cultures, there would be more rites of ceremony ushering men into adulthood than women, simply because women have a more clearly defined biological event, menstruation. But that that might be
0: why it's easier to have a ceremony. It's so obvious that something's happening, that it makes sense to have a ceremony to celebrate that. It depends on how you're looking at it.
1: Right. But I think that society would benefit from ushering in males in a systematic ritualistic way, especially since we don't have the draft anymore. We don't have any way to step into manhood. And I think that creating societal ceremonies, whether they're religious or whether they're universal or whether they're national, but something positive that invites an men from childhood to adulthood would be beneficial. And I do think that that is one of the wild, unspoken benefits of bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Ready for my sort of fact?
0: Wait, I just have a declaration because of what you just said. I think we should have all men
1: wear the glove. (laughs)
0: Done. Now I'm ready for your sort of fact.
1: Studies have found that 86% of people who use the term adulting need to grow up by 87%. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One, you can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at ApplyCuriosityLab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, In order to avoid missing curiosity-bitten conversations, subscribe to Apply Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Apply Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the tribe of the curious, go to applycuriositylab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.